Hello and welcome to the Emperor's New Podcast, where we explore every corner of the Emperor's New Groove franchise. I'm your host, Michael Hirsch, and once again, I'm joined by Scott Sandler. Hey, I brought this random hobo. Diego Lacamara. I am here now. And Tiki from So You Want to Be an Imagineer. But you gotta get in the zone, Cusco. <laughs> Today we are discussing season one, episode 14, Clash of the Families. Now, is there anything you guys noticed right off the bat that was strange about this episode? Uh, longer. It's not two segments. Well, there, um, there's a few episodes like that, but oh, okay. yeah, it's like, this is something like, like only, every four or five. Yeah, this is something that's, there's like seven or eight of them. My bad. <laughs> um this I is something that, this is something that was only that's only in this episode there Ooh. was no yzma and no potion nope cusco's earrings cusco's ear oh, oh wow oh i would not have gone that <laughs> they were gold and in every other episode and the movie and everything they're turquoise uh, oh hmm. yeah oh wow wow <laughs> i mean now that i think about it yeah that is a pretty distinct color choice uh i barely even noticed it though that's it's funny weird <laughs> and, <laughs> although you have to wonder it's an accessory and i'm sure kuzco has plenty of earrings no he probably so, has a, a whole bunch of turquoise ones and then one pair of gold ones and all his turquoise ones were being washed or whatever you do with earrings <laughs> because um, when I was doing um, my rugrat, my rugrats walk through, mm-hmm. I had always noticed that um, Aunt Miriam was wearing a brown wig in the movies, but she usually, well, well, her hair was brown in the movies. I did notice that too. <laughs> That's just the thing in animation. Ray in the series, yeah. yeah. And because of my, my walk through, I was able to rewatch her debut episode where it's established. It's a wig anyway, so right, right. Oh, okay. Like, like that's a thing, and but especially with not this isn't what Rugrats is, but in the case of like TV shows based on movies, where the color in the movie and the color in the TV show will be off or different. Like yeah. the royal record keeper, if he's assuming he's the same character in the movie who tells Cusco it's time to choose a bride, he wears a blue thing in um, the movie, and he has red in the. Seriously, he's not in this episode, so we should probably talk about this episode. <laughs> um, so yeah. basically, um, the what? I guess this is their equivalent to Family Feud, but like instead of a quiz. Well, no, not. Or it's like um, not Family Feud. It's more like guts. It's it's like guts, but specifically. But, um, with... I, I came in expecting, um, expecting it to be fighting families, which was the Hey Arnold Family Feud episode. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, that's kind it, of what I was expecting. And it turned out to be Parents' Day or... Right. <laughs> or like Jimmy Neutron had Maximum Hue where it was the, uh, the family picnic thing and uh, it was the one where Jimmy gave his father the performance-enhancing headband. Hey, Jimbo! <laughs> he gave him... He gave him- but, but it was second. that kind of episode in, in, in yeah it's like there's yeah it's every year common. apparently it's but it's like a field day thing there's hugh neutron, hugh neutron is banned from the olympics for life yeah 
there's this competition between the families and they win prizes and then the last prize they win is a mystery prize so yep. then it's announced so mr mogwako brings in urkon the village leader to announce and so what i want to know is wasn't pacha the village leader <laughs> yeah that was weird um i i feel like pacha is like the the head of the homeowners association which yeah. might not necessarily mean village leader well they called him the village leader in the movie oh did they like specifically okay yeah okay. they said the village gotcha. leader is here to see you so um it's like the village leadership of democracy and pacha served his term <laughs> right <laughs> uh either way i kind of i kind of dug this guy's uh cadence i i felt like his uh his style of speaking sort of like fit right look, in with the humor gonna look Although, up. when when urkhan came in i thought he was looking like looking like the royal record keeper yeah he has a similar face but he has a mm. different outfit yeah <laughs> yeah and it's uh it's 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 uh you know what maybe it's just one of those things where it's like um you know uh you know one day uh you know you just it's a it's a different thing it's a new day. Yeah, I'm trying to look up who the voice actor for Urkana is. I got one result, but I'm very doubtful that this result is accurate. <laughs> so I'm gonna. See if I can find a better result. Sure, but this uh, I, I I do like the setup here. There's one thing about the setup that I I'm not a fan of, and it's it's just kind of like a cartoon trope that, in my opinion, just hasn't aged well. And I like I don't want to I don't want it to be like a critique against the character, but uh, we'll get there when we get there. Okay, um, right. I'm not finding any information. <laughs> Oh, darn. Well, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Timothy Spall, which is what... <laughs> oh, no, no. Nah, I mean, if it was Timothy Spall, that'd be a... <laughs> you would know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, even if he was, like, a super... Like, even if he, like, really hid his voice, yeah, I no. feel like I would know I just on the basis like, of... Maybe it's one of those... One of the Jeff Bennett's or something of the world. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that sounds about mm-hmm. right. <laughs> um. So... In there, Cusco again um, does the thing where he zones out while he's talking and complains about him not shutting up, which is a thing from the movie. But then he actually explains what the guy is talking about in a briefer amount of time than the guy is talking about it. So he, Cusco provides exposition instead of just complaining about what the guy is talking about. Cusco, Cusco. Oh, that's a later <laughs> episode. Cusco. We're living in an age where uh, Loki gave us the most compelling exposition ever through a yes. salad. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm always a fan of uh, you know creative ways to get exposition across. That Miss Minutes, uh, that Miss Minutes, uh, like the opening exposition video cartoon. Oh, like, I know. Oh, oh god, that's amazing. I know we're uh, we should get back on topic, but that's like ah, I want more movies and TV shows like that. More Jurassic Park, more Loki. Yeah, it's a throwback ah. to it's a throwback to Mr. DNA. And I, I know it. DNA. It's also a throwback to like the 50s and 60s. Oh, sure, sure. Like UPA instruction video world's fair stuff like that yeah the Uh the art style is very united 
United Productions of America, I think is yep. what you Yeah, yeah, yeah. For. Gerald McBoing, boing. Yeah, they made you know. Gerald McBoing, boing, and Mr. Magoo, but they also had <laughs> a bunch of instructional videos and probably yeah. propaganda cartoons, too. Also, the Tell Tell Heart, that's a great one. Okay. Yes, that's a very unique one, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> so, Cusco um, is going to join initially going to join Pacha's family because that's the closest he has to a, a family is his found family. Um, and Kronk is bragging about how his family wins every year. Uh, Got to be honest with you, when it, it first when I found out that Kronk's family was going to be in the episode and they were going to be like super competitive, I was like I was stoked. And I don't think they were handled poorly at all. Like, I think they were fine. I just don't necessarily feel like this episode did enough with that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, I, I like that there, that there weren't, um, that blood relation wasn't mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Though I wonder, I mean, it sounds like it wasn't a rule he put in place, so it might have come before it. It might have come before him. Yeah, who who knows how old this thing is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about this episode. You know, it's it's a fun episode, but the premise is just kind of like, oh, hey, and then there's this, <laughs> and then and then and then and then and then and then and there's then. mod. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. And then there's mod. And then there's mod. <laughs> mod? So, like you could you could feel how some of the conflict was kind of shoehorned into yeah. um I mean show it out to the full twenty two. being Pusco being an arrogant being mm-hmm. and being bad at reading like social cues or he's like Wait, I don't know if we should get to this part yet because it's a bit ways into the episode. Cusco... The canoe thing? Yeah, Cusco decides... I have things to say about the canoe thing. Yeah, Cus- I can say some things about it, canoe. <laughs> um, some canoe th- expand a canoe? Ooh-hoo. I see a- no survive. I don't see any survivors, canoe. Oh, well, we also had some, uh, we also had some room for Tyler as well, so... You know. Yeah. So it turns out, so Cusco decides he wants to win because if he wins, uh, he'll get a dance with Molina because they're going to dance with the winning family. Um, All right. All right. Can we pause right there, please? Okay, Micah. uh, I don't have anything against Molina as a character at all. I, I think she's, I think she's perfectly pleasant and, you know, bubbly. And there's definitely a lot of moments where I really appreciate her. Um, and my critique of this has nothing to do with Melina herself as a character. I want to make that clear. I just really, and I think I've said this one or two other times, I really don't like how Kuska, and I want to make it clear, like, I'm not one of those people who's usually just like up in arms about every little thing that's like this. Yeah. But I, I, I find the whole like Kuska, like hottie, 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 I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, that's all I want to do is just just get uh, my shake on with Melina. That's what um, I, I thought it's yeah. a little, it's a yeah. little cringe to me in, in modern day. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 
I blame that more on Cusco. <laughs> oh no, for sure. I, like I yeah. said, I don't I, I don't hold Melina against it at all. But I'm just saying, like, it, like at I the end of the day, I, I'm glad that that trope is kind of faded if out. If it because... came out today, it would be different. I also think that you're not supposed to think it's great either. <laughs> on the... I hear you. I totally yeah. hear you. Like I don't like don't. I think if it came out today, they would need to change it. But I think for the time, I don't think their intention was, oh, Cusco is like. Cusco objectifying. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I don't it's think a good he's thing, objectifying. No. I just, honestly, honestly, bro, I just think that it's it's just kind of like awkward watching it through today's lens. I, yeah. You know, like at the time, I'm sure it was fine. And, but like through today's lens, through um, today's lens, Cusco being like, oh, hey, it's Melina. It's the hottie, hottie, hottie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and. For that to be the nickname, at, at least it, it <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of poor. We thought, and I hear you. I hear you. Also, it, if also if Cusco was clever at all, it would have been Molina Malava. Yeah, later <laughs> and later, the same voice actress would play uh, the Flame Princess. So, Ooh, okay, cool. So she would be literally hot. <laughs> But I, I just want to make it clear oh, that this isn't funny. even really yeah. like a critique of yeah. the show. It's more a critique of just like this this trend was kind of like everywhere at the time. And it's honestly, it's kind of icky now. And I'm glad yeah. we moved past it. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say. I would love to see these characters come back in a more like still Cusco being selfish, but like in a more up to date um, story. Yeah, and I don't want to water Cusco down at all. Let me be clear. I, I still yeah. want Cusco to be an a-hole. I mean, that is part of his charm, to be sure. There's, yeah. a, there's a line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and right. I think in the 2000s, this was an issue with every children's show. Oh, it, it was, bro. It was. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I like I feel like even something like Gravity Falls, there, there's some issues, but I don't know. I don't want to I, I don't want to turn this into a whole like political like, oh, cartoons objectify women because I, I'm just not that kind of guy. I and really man, don't. <laughs> but not as often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Um so anyways, Cusco decides he wants to uh train the family, basically. Um and I don't know where I was going with this. He basically makes him do a bunch of shit. <laughs> well, I like how he, he has like the classic, like the raw eggs and whatever breakfast. He makes a smoothie that he makes it's just a smoothie like totally, out, totally ineffectual out of steak and like a dozen eggs. And then he, <laughs> he tries to drink it <laughs> and it makes him like sick or something. Um, and he makes them do a bunch of workouts that he would never do in his life. Right. <laughs> okay, can we uh, can we circle back around to the canoe scene? Uh, sure, we can go ahead. We we normally jump all over the place in these anyway. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. cool. So honestly, this might be revealing too much about myself, like on a personal level. Yeah. But but when I. Uh, uh to me i think the reaction to the canoe scene like i honestly kind of related to it in the sense that like i know i'm the type of person where like i know this is a flaw about myself right like i'm in self-reflection mode right now where yeah i know that you know like i do take things inherently like too personally a lot of the time and a lot of the time i'll find myself in these situations where it's like 
I, I don't know, dude. I, I kind of found it to be like kind of a perfect metaphor for my own like anxiety and insecurity. Honestly, it's just like, well, there's just not enough room, Cusco. It's nothing personal, you know? Yeah. Like, it, honestly, it kind of struck a chord with me. It's weird. It's like, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how like little tiny things like that can honestly, like it's it honestly therapeutically, like it sort of was like, oh, like, yeah, that's a cool metaphor I can get behind for my anxiety. You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> so you know, it's Cusco. Like this is just a thing with Cusco where he takes things personally, and he thinks that if something, if someone doesn't like, ha- it doesn't have time for him or something, it's because they don't want him. I mean, or... don't get me wrong. His reaction is over the top and funny. Yeah. You know, just how he goes like instantly to just like, oh well, I see how it is. You don't want me in your family. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But... Like that. Like that carries over from like the movie and stuff where he's right, right, yeah, situations. Um, but I wouldn't but say yeah, it's a yeah, that joke did from the it, movie. it weirdly struck a chord, bro. It weirdly struck a chord. I wasn't expecting that. So Cusco decides he's going to switch over to Kronk's family. Um, and we see the return for the first time of Kronk's father, who's a little taller than he was, but otherwise has a similar design, has basically the same design. Oh, oh my god, oh. How I'm sorry, I didn't put the pieces together. This is a big running joke between Dragon and I. Um, how did I not put the pieces together that this is Pape of the famous the big thumbs the big up thumbs from Pape? How did I not put the pieces together on yeah, that? I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's supposed to be the same character, uh-huh. but, but the because the design the is, design is off. The design yeah. is definitely it's off, off but it's yeah. also too similar to not be the same character. <laughs> right, right. It's weird. <laughs> well, the old man comes back in another episode, and he's a bit taller than he's used. Uh, to yeah, I just get it. Like that, that guy is legendary, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, he's not voiced by John Mahoney anymore because I think by uh-huh. that point John Mahoney was dead, which is a little weird. I mean, it's only been it was only what a couple years after Frasier ended. Yeah, maybe, maybe it what made I don't know if he was dead yet or if no, was, I don't. I, I no, don't he, think he was dead. He only died point. a few years ago. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then they just didn't have the didn't want to spend the money or know that he that he was the guy to get. I mean, he had just come off of Frasier, man. He's making that Frasier money. Yeah. So I, I think Jeff Bennett voices him. Um, that makes sense in the series, and he comes back one or two other times. Um, when when Cusco said that. Um, when Cusco had said that uh, the intelligence um, level of Kronk was family-wide, I was willing to um, not believe him because I didn't want that trope of, oh, every, uh, like, um, everyone looks and acts alike in the family because... Oh, oh man. <laughs> There's a later episode where Kronk learns where his family comes from and everybody is just basically Kronk. That's kind of where I figured we were going to go with it this episode. Like, I was almost half expecting all his family members to just be straight up Patrick Warburton caricatures. Oh, oh. There's an episode where he goes to the town where his family originated from because they weren't originally uh-huh. from the area. And everyone, it, uh, like the old lady, little girls and little old ladies and everyone are cronk. Are they all voiced by Warburton? They're all voiced by Patrick Warburton. They all have oh my face. god! Oh yes! Oh, I love that! <laughs> oh but, god! 
<laughs> and then Kronk okay. like is upset because he doesn't feel like he stands out enough. Like Kronk. <laughs> oh, that, that episode does like sound him. amazing, though. Um, and his and and I guess younger brother, yeah, brother is named Crank. Yeah, that was a funny gag. Yeah, Crank. I don't know what the what yeah. the lady's name is. Um, <laughs> and. But, his, and going, his dad's going name by is Copy. Going going by how Kronk is spelled, it's spelled the exact same way as in Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um which I would love to see. <laughs> uh, can I just point out? I love how useless all the prizes are. Yeah. Like the the lifetime supply of rope. It's like I no, right, he, year's supply. Oh, year's supply. Yeah. In the next but, episode, Kronk has like a, a friend he makes. It's Herbie, the giant rope ball. Do you think he made that rope ball out of the rope that they want? It could very well be, and that sounds delightful. <laughs> um, I also like that it's another sentient Disney thing named Herbie. I don't think it's actually sentient, but <laughs> oh, it's oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I gotcha. think it's just I, a I giant ball of rope that loses control and rolls around i mean honestly i would love it if that sort of continuity was there yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know if they p- actually put that much thought into this thing because honestly it's like how much can you do with rope like how much rope are you realistically gonna need for a year that's what i ask you it depends well, how many pe- how many it depends what what century you're in how many enemies you have? Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe Yzma can use it to decorate her wear. Yeah, Yzma can use it. Um, as we said, and before. then she spells she she uses the potions to shape the rope into different animals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yzma was not in this episode. Zero stars. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. There, there is like the occasional episode that Yzma's not in. I could totally see her being the referee in this and like totally <laughs> like trying to, you know, trying to lead it against Cusco. But it's not a mandatory class thing. So apparently the yeah. science fair is mandatory, but this isn't. <laughs> hey, there's, you know, science. Science. What if her and Cusco You don't have to com- win the science fair, but you have to pass it. Well, what, what if her science. and Cusco Her and well, Cusco it, could be Sorry, sorry. If it was sorry. going to be a um if it was going to be a graded thing, they wouldn't tell you go out there and just have fun. Yeah. When yeah. you have your grades to worry about. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the science fair, you have to invent something. It doesn't matter if it's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just you have to do it and then you will pass the grade and whoever wins like gets a, a medal or something. Right. Or ribbon. Okay, two two things really quick. Uh one, if Yzma was in this episode, I think it would have been funny if her and Cusco were competing for a spot on on a Kronk's team. Yeah, because they just both just want inherently just want to win. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, and Yzma's uh, mother hasn't been introduced yet, so they couldn't have her. Yeah. Uh, what what was my other point? I I'm sorry, guys. Go circle back to me. <laughs> Yzma's yeah. mother is still alive. Oh, that that's terrifying. She speaks in weird. She, she wouldn't after this event. Um, because she I, I, I just picture her as the SpongeBob chocolate lady. I mean, she's similar. What? But she's less, <laughs> she's less, less like a dead fish and more like just an old. Right, old right. <laughs> she only speaks in wheezes. Oh, God. They got Ellen Abertini Dow to do all the wheezes. <laughs> uh, I believe she's a famous actress. Um, yeah. 
And also, Yzma has two nephews who were in an earlier episode. Oh, God, I remember them. They were weird. So, yeah, that's Yzma's family. And then, and then later, apparently, she has Zevin for some reason. Okay, I remember the other point I was going to make. Um, I really, one of the, one of kind of like the subtle bits of humor in this episode that I really appreciate is just how on the nose Pacha's family is being throughout the episode of like, oh, we're well, we might not be winning, but we're having a great time, everyone. It's just like, I feel like oh, every gosh. time we cut to them, it just gets more and more and you more on not- the nose. Well, it's just I like rubbing not, in that after-school special message, man. I, I might not be the best at doing a John Goodman voice, but at least I'm having a good time and getting paid. Okay, uh, speaking of which, um, this uh, this episode is probably like the most comfortable I've been with that voice actor yep. thus far. Like, I, I know we're getting Goodman back in season two, so, yeah. you know, I don't mm. want to get too comfortable with him, but... <laughs> Brad Katashori, I believe, is uh-huh. the voice oh, of Pacha. Um, he's been the whole. Yeah, I actually thought he did a decent job this episode with some of the more uh, heartfelt bits he had with Kuzco. That's the thing; it's less about the voice and more about the character. Totally, totally. And I think that is a thing that, uh, for some people, it takes them out of it. But I think um, that they got the characters pretty well. And there's some. First, I feel like in some episodes, Pacha is just kind of like i mean i don't want to say he's a homer simpson but he's kind of just like in that sort of like grumpy dad role well he's not as dumb as homer simpson. well no of course of course but so he's more um is he more like uh the the, the mitchell dad yeah that's actually a yeah. decent comparison <laughs> no so yeah. he's gonna he's gonna take everyone on a road trip because they have to get away from their phones oh my god right invented yet so- does this mean that uh, there will be a llama disaster and a, a storm and all that? <laughs> it mean, yeah, he, he's tired of everyone playing with their phones that haven't been invented yet. So, um, hey, would you like to talk to me about yeah. llamas? No? Yeah. Okay. Would you like to talk to me about the Emperor's New Groove? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like, hi, would you like to talk to me about Disneyland and roller coasters? No? Okay. Hi, would you like to talk to me about Disneyland and roller coasters? I went on a roller coaster. <laughs> Not, I, I've been on many roller coasters over the years. <laughs> I'm going to Dollywood, man. I'm stoked. Yeah, I, just I, went booked cool. a trip. I got to ride Velocicoaster before it technically oh, opened. Oh, man. That's nice. I, I'm probably not going to get to ride Velocicoaster for a while just because I'm a little bit florida out. I've done three trips in a row to Florida. I'm going to be going back, but this time to Disney. Wait, actually four trips in, in August. Florida. Jesus. I'm going, to, I'm going to Disneyland very soon, and it's like, oh. oh Good luck yeah. with Disneyland, y'all. Yeah. That's, oh, <laughs> I said that's I, I say no more. <laughs> are you gonna but, see are you gonna see uh Toy Story Mania, but you move maybe a little more? <laughs> oh, I have I, uh, I have that. bitter, bitter, bitter thoughts about that whole situation that we don't have time to get into. And Micah. I think yeah, <laughs> I think I think there were some there might have been some legal reasons for the decision to make it that I, way. yeah we don't have to tell you it's a rabbit hole man i could i could easily talk for like 45 minutes on that alone yeah but we should get back to this episode <laughs> yeah. Frank, so did, I, did we specifically mention that uh mahoney was replaced by jeff bennett yeah okay yeah we did we did um and i think the lady might be Kronk's sister or something 
Um, yeah. Also, this is irrelevant to this episode, but I love that even though this is in the Inca Times, Kronk's dad has a Florida license plate on his. <laughs> that's great. Oh, God, that's so on brand nice. for Poppy. <laughs> and that's just his name is Poppy. And I think this might be the first episode where they say, uh, where they, they reveal they're the Peppy Crankinets. Yeah, man, what a last name. <laughs> they're the only characters that have last and, names. And you can tell that they, um, once they put themselves into that corner, they were intentionally dancing around making one for Pacha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they make jokes about Pacha not having a last name all the time like oh that's their last name the homework family yeah 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 <laughs> uh this is pacha pacha and there's this is oh god pacha, pacha. <laughs> <laughs> no this is uh this is pacha pacha and this is pacha pacha i uh i ordered pacha, pacha and pacha pacha and cusco's first name is emperor and his last name is cusco that makes sense i i would sign off on that i thought his last name was groove you lied to me <laughs> But everyone, but when he's not emperor, everyone just calls him Cusco. <laughs> and as a sentimental gesture, I'm just going to say that Yzma's last name is Kit because no one else besides the woman herself could play her. I mean, yeah. it's too late for that. But <laughs> well, you know what, Micah? I'm trying to. I'm trying to have a have a moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the person they got uh, is. I don't. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't want there to not be more Emperor's New Groove things. Oh. Uh. Even though Eartha can't away, so I don't mind that they recast her <laughs> for this one thing that I talked about in the previous episode. So I'm not going to talk about it here because um, mm-hmm. it was theme park related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, um, actually, I gotta go very soon. So can I please plug my stuff? Right uh, now? Yes. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, hello. Uh, my friend is in dire need to pay their medical bills. Uh, the name of the GoFundMe is quote fundraiser by rocket crow rockets help for medical bills so if you can it would be the first if you google search that it's the first uh search on there and if you can please donate um also uh thank you so much um i i have to go okay bye bye Bye. see you diego see ya bye so what happened so so at one point this is something in my notes that it's not really necessarily linear, but it's something in my notes that I saw, so I thought I'd bring it up. Kronk's family snores so much that it uh, shakes the house, and Cusco has to sleep with them. And he sleeps oh, on the floor. I do really like the uh, just the whole idea that Cusco is like, he's barely participating in all these, and they, they literally just need him as a number. Yeah. Because the other, because Crank yeah. broke his ankle. They're just, just like totally just skating by and mm-hmm. and then so and it, it makes sense because he's such a latecomer that they can't really he it's basically mid-competition, so he's he couldn't really integrate himself into the regimen. And then yeah, and then so Cusco goes so Patrish tells Cusco how much the family misses him. And Chicha made him like a, a new poncho, a poncho shirt team uniform thing. And uh, Pacha made the boat bigger. So Cusco feels bad and decides to go back with Pacha's family. And in his place for, with Kronk's family is Bucky. And, and then he tries to win brownie points with uh, Molina for doing so. 
Yeah, I mean he's Cusco. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so and the uh, commentators are the uh, what are they? Chess or checkers? Uh, uh, checkers. To- Topo and e- EP and Topo, I believe, are their names. Also, I think played by Jeff Bennett. Um, um, in the in the TV series, not in the movie. They're played by some random people they had at the studio in the movie. <laughs> a lot of those characters are played by random people they had at the studio. And then there's Roger Bumpus. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> as one of the guards. <laughs> so they learn that the final competition is, coincidentally enough, a canoeing race. And <laughs> I like how Cusco did it. Um, Sorry. One of one of the prizes was a year's supply of shit. Yeah, one of the prizes is <laughs> yeah. a year supply of fertilizer. And the way they have it That's gotta be an a, an Aladdin callback, right? I led I, I read that as an Aladdin callback. I mean, shit's funny. <laughs> back, um, the Aladdin the Aladdin, I think, was just a reference to Back to the Future, which was probably just a reference to a really old joke. And and don't um plants have their own um their own, uh, like, isn't the amount of fertilizer each plant might need differ, differ between plants? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, definitely. So, like, yeah. what if what if the, the winning family... It's a cartoon. Does, <laughs> entirely, different, does entirely different plants than maybe the... the it's all-purpose um, fertilizer. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I think you could get a lot more use out of fertilizer than you could get out of rope. And what I was going to say was, in the way that it's recorded, sounds like they recorded it. They sounds like they drew the fertilizer after, and the voice actor was just improvising that that's what the prize was. He said, "This year's prize is a year's supply of fertilizer," <laughs> and, and that was, and that was after we basically entered a hot ones challenge. Yeah. Yeah, we, it, we, it was to eat like. Oh yeah, it was oh a yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, they have a, a pet hot pepper eating challenge, and everybody uh, and uh, Cusco and Pacha have to go to the water and drink the water, and that's where they have their conversation, where we learn about that that um, they needed a bigger boat, and Pacha made the boat bigger. They could have used Pacha in Jaws. <laughs> um, so. The prize for the final thing is a, a llama shaver, an automatic llama shaver. An automatic llama shaker. Yeah, it <laughs> shaves your llamas. Oh, uh, that was that, that was great. I love how stoked Kronk is about it. Like, oh, oh, we could use that. And yeah. then I also love bald Kronk. Just everything about that is just yeah, a great like, payoff. I wonder if it works on other animals or <laughs> So, and what did he think was going to happen? I don't know. It's a shaver. <laughs> um, so Kronk's family wins again and gets the automatic llama shaver, but they have a new prize for the best. Well, well that's because Cusco tips the boat. Yeah, and Cusco stand. Cusco, Cusco t- tips the boat and uh, Pacha falls out and Pacha takes the blame. Yeah, Cusco's desperate for... I mean, Pacha tells him, that, tells him afterwards, no standing in the canoe. <laughs> um, um, Cusco uh, just had to get a Titanic in there and that ended up costing them the game 
So he stood like, up. Did, did... <laughs> um, and he at least he wasn't decapitated. So that would have been. Oh God! They pulled like a hereditary instead of a Titanic. Or if they pulled like the opening scene of Escape from Tomorrow. Oh, oh boy! Oh yeah, or, that's even worse. The, oh or God! Weird, or 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 the Weird Al song, constipate <laughs> it. <laughs> but that was on a roller coaster. So is that what happens if you go into the secret lab and you stand up? It knocks your head off. I mean, honestly, that that's probably not far off from what happens if you did stand up on Space Mountain. So it's, it's what happens if you, and according to Chandler, if you if you um. <laughs> stayed on and tried to go on again it would happen to you because the ceiling is too low wait 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 run that by me one more time um it space mountain we're talking about yes space mountain people have asked chandler who worked my friend chandler who works on space mountain if um you if they could ride it again and and he said he couldn't send them through it again they'd have to go back in the line because it the ceiling to to where it connects back to the loading area is too low and it goes up a lift hill to go back to the load area so it would probably like it would break the whole ride and probably also decapitate you okay i i i'm confused about that because i've definitely had a couple times where i i don't mean to like derail this i've, I've definitely had a couple times this is like standard protocol for disney in general where if you get broken down at any point in the ride and have to wait more than like a few minutes they'll just send you through a second time just to you know, just to kind of make up for your Yeah, trouble. they almost did that at Universal on Minion Mayhem, but then... Really? Yeah, but then uh, they couldn't get it to work back up. So uh, back I mean, to be fair, Minion Mayhem isn't exactly the type of thing where it's like, oh my god, I, I well, experience they, it again! Hell they, yeah! Here we they, go! They gave us a free yeah. express pass when we had written everything else, so we just wrote it, wrote it a second time, and that time it worked. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Alright, anyway, sorry. Um, you know me in theme parks. <laughs> yeah, so... So also, so anyways, yeah. <laughs> so Melina does a pity dance with Cusco after the family is chosen. But all this, all the, the end stuff with Melina is sweet. I, I will say that much. Yeah. I don't mean to like, you know, throw any shade. Oh, no. Uh, every problem is Cusco. <laughs> yeah, of and, course, of course. And Cusco basically implies he only does ugly dances because he, he backtracks when he... Uh, Initially rejects a pity dance and then says, "No, no, no! I meant pretty dance." Yeah, like, like Cusco so he only, he only like, does ugly dances. Like Cusco doesn't think he's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, because the family, but Potter's family did win a prize in, in the end because they were chosen as the best family as voted by the other families. Uh huh. And uh, also, do we want to bring up the fact that Yuffie uh, is basically Bam Bam? Uh, right. <laughs> that is kind of awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, Yuffie. And, and Bucky got him. And um, Bucky went through the automatic. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, it works for me. As far as I'm concerned, it's an improvement. Yeah, Kronk comes out of the llama <laughs> shaver and he's bald. And oh, God. Bucky, and Bucky is shaven, and he's like, it doesn't work so good on people or other animals. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, supposed to be the karma or something in the end, because I guess, because his family was, like, super angry about not winning the best family award. Mm-hmm. Um, one quick little detail that's, like, it's easy to just skip past, but I kind of noticed it, and it charmed me. 
Um, I like how there's like a third family that's just, it looks like just a husband and wife or something. And honestly, it's like they're total just background red shirt characters. Oh, I don't, I don't, so you mean a, a forest family because Melina's family is also. Oh, it, it might have been Melina's family. Yeah, Melina's family is competing and it looks like she has a little sister, but in, in like the next episode where her family appears, it's just her and her dad and her mom and I don't know where her sister is. Okay, at any rate, I, I'm pretty sure what I saw then is that we just get a shot of uh, her dad and mom and. I got it. This is weird, but it's like the one shot we get of them. It's like they, they just seem like the most humble, nice people. Yeah. Her dad is really tall and skinny. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. And they make him. They they modify the design to make it more proportionally uh, pleasant to look at. I guess in the uh-huh. second season, because it is a bit weird how tall and skinny is especially compared to when they took poppy's design and modified it so much that he wasn't really short and right right (laughs) so to have this other design that is all whack all wacky with proportions is is weird um because the thing about poppy in the movie is his proportions were kind of off in the way how he was well that's the humor of it though yeah but like i think and when doing this they wanted to have more of a balance of cartooning i think it makes sense i especially if you're doing like the the competition angle yeah um maybe it's it's, it's easier to draw him that way i don't know uh-huh. yeah yeah that too um so and then there's a post uh, not post during the credits they re revisited earlier there's a scene where melina is telling him that switching from potterstone to Cronkstone is new low and he mentions all these things he did like making everyone kneel to make him the tallest person and making all the guards wear funny hats. And then at the end, uh, he goes through the guards with the funny hats that we saw earlier <laughs> and like presents them like models or something. And he's like commenting on their hats. Can I just say the guards? I, I don't, th- I don't know if I've ever like made this statement before on here, but I really think that the guards and emperor's new groove are like one of my favorite aesthetic things about the whole universe. Um, I really dig how they're kind of like a mix of like, kind of like, you know, like Incan temple warriors and just like Mm -hmm. straight up like the, the British, you know, the British dudes with the red coats and funny hats. And and if they, and if they, and if they catch you, they throw you out and you have to start again. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And if if they catch you three times, it's over. Right. Well, that's pretty much it. No the specific coloring never really gets the significance. Yeah, no, it just looks cool. <laughs> yeah. It just looks, it's a cool design um, that carried over from the movie. Um, and all of the guards' names, as far as I know, are just mm. unnamed guard and then a number. Great. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So maybe someday we'll get unnamed guards' new groove. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> unnamed guard number three's new groove. <laughs> It's literally just like the origin story of the one guy who's just like, "Pardon me, sir, but you you were thrown off the abyss." They're they're gonna make a new groove movie for everyone. There's gonna be Rudy's new groove. There's gonna be Bucky's new groove. There's gonna just running into the ground. I mean, honestly, to be fair, Bucky's new groove is something like if they were to do a third movie, that is one that I would bet. Like, I mean, like supposedly, and I don't know how accurate this is, or if this was just a rumor, they wanted to make Eason's old groove. Oh, I, oh, God, give me all the money. I mean, even not, like, 
Ah, and they couldn't without Eartha Kid if the writing's right. Yeah, they would have to get. That's the thing. I think you could make it work with really good writing. I don't uh-huh. know if they had that at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they could get it now. Yeah, I think. Lord what I what I would that. like to Lord see. Miller, I'd love bro. to either. So I came up with a few ideas. I would love to see like a new Emperor's New Groove show. One idea I came up with was do it like a three three seven minute, minute <coughs> segments. And then one of the segment segments is like just all about it's just dedicated entirely to Bucky. Um, <laughs> and you could swap them out between episodes. So there's one segment that's like Kronk, Kronk's shoulder, Angel and Devil, uh-huh. or one segment that's like a cooking show. Um, no cooking shows, Micah. <laughs> no cooking shows. I'm still traumatized by Okie Dokie Cooking. Do you Okey-dokey understand? <laughs> I don't. All right, I'm sorry. Is. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um, I just famously on my podcast, Dragon, and I really did not like Okie Dokie Cooking. Uh, and like then you would have just a traditional Cusco or Isma or Molina story. Yeah, sure, sure. In in the mix, and then it would be like a sort of variety show of sorts. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that would work definitely. Um, and I, I also think that the whole idea of Cusco putting on a variety show could like feed feed into his ego. Yeah, like he's the host of it, of course. It's the Cusco show starring Cusco, <laughs> exactly. Hosted by Cusco, <laughs> executive produced by Cusco, theme song by Cusco. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I th- believe now it is the time, the plugging time, the time for guests Ooh. to do the plugging, the guest plugging time. <laughs> plug your stuff mm-hmm. all right so y'all oh, i no, have my my twitter is at the nick fan club my instagram is scott 94 i am now a uh i am now a contributor to what's on paramount plus what is uh, which is on twitter at at p plus news and i have previous podcast appearances on this very show including uh, the second episode and the road to El Dorado, which was uh, our April Fool's episode that I conce- I helped conce- conceptualize, and I have other podcast appearances on the podcast without a cool acronym and the realm of immersion, uh, at least once each with 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 Micah, and I just did an episode of the last episode where uh, we talked about uh, the first episode of Loki and um, affirming how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ca- is, had, has always been canon in the MCE, MCU despite the, uh, despite the, uh, the rift between Marvel Television and Marvel Studios. And I also have. Uh, I I've also I also have an upcoming episode of. Of, because I've lost control of my life, a Rugrats podcast where I will be, discussing, the, uh, the episode pairing of family reunion and Grandpa's date. Because they're just getting into season two and. So they're planning everything out. And so I don't know when the episode will be, but I'll be on it. 
All right. Uh, Y'all can find me at S-Y-W-T-B-A-I-55 on Twitter. But more importantly, uh, look me up on YouTube. Just type in So You Want to Be an Imagineer on YouTube, and I will be the first thing you see. My avatar on YouTube is a is a cartoon drawing of Droopy Dog. Uh, we do pop culture, nerd culture related podcasts, Loki recaps, Rick and Morty recaps, um, like a whole kind of different smorgasbord of different content. We try and lean into the Disney side of things, but we also have a lot of Batman stuff, a lot of MCU stuff. So we, we kind of try and be a grab ball with a focus on Disney. So uh, again, that's So You Want to Be an Imagineer on YouTube. And just uh, just to really get desperate here, guys, we are so close to a thousand subscribers and it is not happening fast enough. And I it's just driving me crazy. We're like eight away and it's just like, God, when is it going to happen? So I, I'm just going to put it out there like, Whoever does end up being the thousandth subscriber to my channel, I will treat you like royalty, man. Like, you know, like I, it will honestly be like an honor for me to get that thousand subscriber. Like I have been working at it uh, for a long time. So please, by all means, if you, uh, if you're, if, you know, if Disney and nerd culture interest you at all, I think we've got a pretty, pretty good thing going on over there. All right. And the uh, Twitter accounts for the podcast that have been on our uh, podcast acronym, Realm Immersion and Lost Control Pod. And you can find me at Micah Hirsch on Twitter. I also make animated cartoons on YouTube through the channel Fireblast Studios. If you like my work and want to support me, you can pledge to the Fireblast Studios Patreon for early access to videos, behind the scenes footage, and more. What's his name?